Hello and welcome to the Tire Recycling Podcast. I'm Richard Wilson, the co- a contributor to Tire and Rubber Recycling, and Ewan Scott, the editor for Tire and Rubber Recycling, is back again. Ewan, how are you? I'm doing just fine. It's, it's a wonderful day here. Obviously, we're on to episode seven now of the Tire Recycling Podcast. We're going through these episodes thick and fast. Um, we have another interview for, for the viewers today. Who are we talking to today? Today we're talking with Peter Taylor, OBE, Chair of the UK's Tire Recovery Association. Um, the Tire Recovery Association oversees the majority of tire collections recovery in the UK. Um, it helps operate the UK's free market system. At this time in the UK sector, uh, we're facing uh, a multiple crisis with challenges around the collection of tyres and a a reduction in the export market. So it's going to be interesting to see what Peter has to say. Absolutely. Um, You know, some with uh, Peter's experience will always give, will always give, um, you know, interesting and enlightening information. So without any more talking and teasing, we have that interview coming up for our viewers right now. Peter, mm. uh, there have been increasing reports of uh, tire dumping uh, across the UK. There was a fire-tipping incident in Glasgow. There's mm. in an exempt site in Manchester, uh, sorry, Bradford, that uh, has been abandoned. And there's been uh, some large-scale dumping of bailed tires in Northern Ireland. Uh, There's also been a number of fires, particularly in the Manchester area, at uh, exempt sites. Uh, Can you say why this is still happening? Um, Well, the first thing to say is sadly it's entirely predictable. Uh, We warned our regulators at the beginning of the year that um, uh, we were facing... um, uh, rising gate prices, and that that would give um, present an opportunity for willful opportunism uh, in um, some corners of our business. That is exactly what is happening. Um, and if you know, if I can lead on from that, um, uh, um, you know, uh, it, it does go back to uh, the fact that. Well, a number of factors really are driving this, if I can sort of probably preempt your next question. Uh, but um, some small collectors have been charging below market rates and they've been caught short. Others have simply caught on to a criminal opportunity, nice learner, as we might say. And, um, uh, and then perhaps a third element is that exempt operators, and you've just given me some evidence of that, uh, that exempt operators have been um, given more storage leeway, but this is just leading to more problems down the line. And uh, there may, uh, in some quarters, be uh, a naive expectation that, um, on the part of some collectors at the margins, that um, and, and indeed retailers, that gate prices may yet fall. Um, so far, this is misplaced. Um, and it's a misplaced bet on, on a doubtful hope. Um, 
And certainly there is no immediate expectation or indeed likelihood that the um, bail trade with India will resume. Okay, so you, you did preempt my second question. <laughs> well, I was, I'm, I'm psychic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll, move to, we'll move to the next one. Um, is the voluntary recycling structure in the UK and Northern Ireland robust enough to overcome the undercutting of collection fees? And, and how will you win in the end? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a long answer to a short question, really. Uh, but I suppose the first thing to say is that voluntary or otherwise, no market model is perfect. None that I'm aware of anyway. Um, uh, perhaps we're looking down the wrong end of the telescope. Uh, this isn't this, this isn't just about collection uh, logistics, but it's also about market opportunity. Uh, the more structured, uh, what I might call command and control schemes, seem to do um, little to drive entrepreneurial investment in, in reprocessing capacity. Um, uh, and really, um, efficient national recycling infrastructures surely have to uh, be more open to all as we are and be market-based. Collecting the stuff is fine. Uh, The bigger challenge these days is what we do with it and how we better valorize it. So carrying on from there, your question implies um, somehow the RRS or the RR Responsible Recycler Scheme should address the issue. Uh, this issue of road activity in collections, whereas uh, it is largely driven by inadequate and inadequate regulatory infrastructure, uh, and of course, coupled with weak enforcement. Um, and these aren't problems unique to the UK. Uh, they are commonplace across the Western world. Uh, are there holes in, our, in, in, our, in the recycling bucket? Yes, of course there are but they're not that difficult to plug in the UK context. Um, First of all, um, we are still waiting for an end to the low risk exemptions regime. Surely if ever there was a misnomer, it is that. Um, That has been delayed further, at least until early next year, I would think. Um, And we have very weak duty of care requirements. Um, And let's not forget that duty of care applies to all of us in the recovery chain, including consumers and retailers. But dump tires come from somewhere. And and usually that means from a retailer. Uh, Onesies and twosies, yes, from individuals. But the sort of um, tipping that we are, fly tipping we are witnessing, clearly is the result of... um, uh, uh, the activities of um, rogue operators, rogue collectors at the margins, presumably um, dealing with retailers who are less than um, uh, concerned where their waste tires end up, who takes them away, and, and then what happens to them. So there are duty of care issues here. Um, uh, and, and I do think as we move forward that... Um, unless our regulators can um, 
uh, engage more with uh, with the recycling industry, we as uh, as as a tire industry may need to do more to see what can be done to um, reach out further to retailers, uh, and in so doing, try to square the circle, uh, because that is the problem at the moment. We actually have an efficient infrastructure, but as I mentioned just now, there are holes in the bucket and um, our, our, our regulators, and I'm afraid it's a common problem, too many of them tend to be regulation junkies. Uh, and regulation without enforcement is, point, is pointless. It, it, it gets us nowhere, it has got us nowhere. Now, uh, good enforcement and better regulation, supportive regulation, I think, would be is what we need. But if we don't have that, then the industry, uh, the wider tire industry, probably needs to take a greater initiative to see what we could do to um, square the circle further by engaging with retailers. And I know this is something the NTDA has been thinking about, uh, but it needs to go wider than that. And we've had one or two discussions along those lines with um, with one or two of the devolved administrations. Um, and let's, let's not forget that I think that kind of approach could, um, uh, is well suited to the um, future of uh, recycling policies uh, from central government where we are looking at traceability. Of course, we have the responsible recycler scheme, which is audit based, but that is still uh, a physical audit. Um, but if we can uh, move towards electronic tracking, and we've been piloting one or two schemes of that sort, then I think that provides the basis for a slightly different approach to uh, uh, the voluntary model that would not only square the circle, but would maintain the, uh, the market basis of what we do, maintain competition, which surely benefits everyone, uh, but um, avoid or overcome some of the uh, current leaks in the system uh, that government seems unable or unwilling to deal with. Okay, you, you mentioned the responsible recycler scheme. And mm -hmm. this, is a, this is promoted by the Tire Recovery Association and the NTDA, but uh, the membership of TRA and the NTDA is actually quite limited in the context of the, the wider tyre industry in the, in the UK. There are thousands of retailers who are not members of uh, either association. There are many collectors who are not members of either association. Is there some way that the responsible recycler scheme can be uh, disseminated across a, a wider audience? Uh, to try and bring in some of these independent operators? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I, I don't agree that TRA and NTDA members represent only a small part of the UK sector. In terms of volume, they, we, we represent a very large part. Um, TRA, through the responsible recycler, probably handle about uh, close to 80%, or certainly 75 to 80% of our arisings. As, as a nation, and um, and the NTDA uh, also, and I've 
not fair for me to me to uh, say what their um, market coverage is, but uh, I, you know, I think you probably know. But yes, you're right. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of small players at the margin, uh, and and not all of them behave as well as they should. Now, with an ending, with the end of exemptions, I think we will see a tidying up uh, of that situation. It'll be put up or shut out time. You can either become fully, if you're an exempt operator, you have a choice of going out of business or, or, or uh, becoming fully, fully, fully permitted and doing the job properly. Um, so that is, um, that's very, very helpful. Uh, but I do think that there is scope to um, tighten up on the way that um, retailers engage with best practice. Um, it's very, very easy for anyone to um, acquire a waste collector's permit. Um, uh, too easy just to give the tires to one of these people uh, and without um, due diligence. And, and um, very often those tires uh, are loaded onto a white van and in some unfortunate cases are simply dumped at the roadside just around the corner. Now, that is not right. That, that does that has terrible consequences for the image of our industry. And perhaps if government aren't prepared to deal with this, we as an industry may have to consider how we can um, try to do the job for them. But there has to be a willingness on the part of government to engage with that process and, and to fully understand the need. Um, so uh, I think that's where we are at the moment. These are quite frustrating times, as I think you know. Um, we do engage constantly with government, but sympathy isn't enough. We need more practical support. Regulation is not enough. Uh, without enforcement and regulation that is simply um, uh, a, a means of avoiding uh, more direct responsibility in the hope that the one-size-fits-all approach will work isn't helpful either. We need regulations that are um, help us create the commercial environment we as an industry need, and remember the TRA is an association of food processors as well as collectors. Uh, and, and we're not there yet. And I, and, and I, I think um, too much focus is given to uh, the logistics of collection rather than of developing viable outcomes and, and uh, the sort of market conditions that entrepreneurs would like to uh, exploit and uh, the financial establishment would like to support and that's 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 just not a UK challenge that's the challenge everywhere across the western okay uh, final question uh, and I, I I can guess what your response to this is going to be um, there's currently a white paper on the extended producer responsibility being uh, discussed uh, across various waste, waste streams. As a, as a single waste stream, is the tyre sector a target for an imposed EPR scheme? 
Uh, I don't think we're a target for an imposed EPR scheme, but certainly um, uh, tyres are one of the half dozen or so waste streams that are of concern. And government has said that in some time over the coming three, four, five years, it will consider whether an EPR approach is appropriate to us and indeed to, to others. Now, I hope we will be looking at all of this in a sensitive manner and not in a one-size-fits-all, not in a one-size-fits-all way. The other thing I would say to you and to government is that as an industry, we've long been subject to a 100% recovery obligation. So we're in, unusual in that respect. Uh, so what then is the purpose of EPR? And indeed, what is EPR? Um, we never, as a, um, uh, we have never, perhaps we have as a country, but we haven't across the wider world, we have never um, come up with a single definition of producer responsibility, who after all is the producer. Different nations have taken different views on that. So having failed to, if you like, define, adequately define producer responsibility, um, how can we then move to extended producer responsibility? Um, it's rather like saying, well, you know, the bicycle's wobbly, so pedal faster. Uh, I don't see what, in our case, what EPR is going to achieve because we, um, we are surely already, with our 100% recovery obligation, in a post-EPR um, scenario. Um, our, our challenge as an industry is to uh, um, eliminate bad practices and, and to um, create market opportunity and investment in the better valorization of end-of-life tires. And remember, end-of-life tires, unlike some wastes, are readily um, have intrinsic worth, so are readily valorizable, if I can use that term. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are not a waste stream that lacks option. You, you say that uh, the tyre sector is not a waste stream that lacks options, yet we're exporting 200,000 tonnes of... Well, we have. Uh, that is, that's not the case at the moment. But you, you're right, historically, yes. Um, and, and that has been very damaging uh, because it has undermined the domestic recovery infrastructure. And by recovery, I mean essentially reprocessing. Um, we have tried and tried, not just us, but other countries too, uh, Australia and indeed the European Commission, to do something about this, but hands of government are constrained and the Indian authorities were slow to act against what was clearly a malpractice. Um, but it was permitted and it was allowed and it happened. Uh, it's not something we want, but equally it's something government seems still unable to um, uh, bring to an end. Although there is some indication that once we finally leave the, uh, the EU, we will be able to act unilaterally, but we can't at the moment. But unfortunately, we are not the only country that has been sending bail powers to India. Um, and let's just say about this business of exports. There is a legitimate, um, exporting is, is legitimate business. 
particularly of tire-derived fuel. Uh, the export of bales in particular uh, has led to serious malpractice. And, and, and that is what we should be trying to um, bring to an end once and for all. Um, as an industry here in the UK, we probably re are, 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 we have the capacity internally to deal with certainly another 100,000 tons of tires a, a year. And, and um, that presumes that something like another 100,000 tires a year would continue to go to 100,000 tons a year would continue to go to export for the time being. I, I, I don't think we should um, be too concerned about that in the short term, because if we create the right market structures for investment in further re recycling, reprocessing capacity within the UK, and I'm aware of a number of people who are ready to um, go down that road, that suggests that we then have some available slack capacity to divert into um, uh, national reprocessing operations and, and, and greater national resilience on the recycling front. Okay, thank you very much, Peter. Thank you very much for your time. It's been very enlightening and I am sure that a lot of people around the country possibly around the world, will be uh, very interested in what, uh, what we've talked about today. Thank you very much. And there we have it. That was our interview with Peter Taylor. A uh, bit of a longer interview than our viewers are uh, used to, but, you know, all the same. We hope there was a lot of interesting um, information that has come out of that. Ewan, for you, what did you think was um, quite quite enlightening and quite illuminating from that brief chat we had. It's, it's interesting that uh, Peter's take is that the, the, the real issue in the UK isn't the fact that we've got people uh, undercutting, we've got people, the, the, the illegal operations. That isn't the main off issue. The, the main issue is the lack of enforcement of the existing regulations. Mm. Um, we see this time and time again. Um, rather than enforce the law that is already there, uh, we wait until the problem becomes a serious issue. We wait until there's a fire, we wait until there's a dump, we wait until there's an abandoned site. Uh, this is something that uh, the Environment Agency and the police should be acting on, and Peter's quite right. Government needs to make sure that its agencies act on the laws that are already available. Yeah, very interesting. I thought that was interesting as well as the, as well as um, the comment about you know making legislation for the sake of making legislation and then it not being enacted on. I thought that was quite quite illuminating. It feels like there may be on the legislation side it, there's an issue on both sides of, of the of the spectrum there. Yeah, I, I think, not wanting to get too political about things, but I think we're seeing a, a situation where we have a government that likes to make legislation, despite the fact that it says it doesn't, it's actually doing this, it's making decisions and then not following through. Um, 
and, and for people in the tyre industry, that is a big problem. And for the environment, it's a growing problem. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that's one key, that's obviously a key takeaway from this, the legislation issue. And it'll be interesting to see if that develops over the course of the rest of the year or in the, in the years to come. Um, but as ever, Ewan, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to interview Peter. And we'll be back very shortly with another episode of the Tire Recycling Podcast. Until then, stay safe.